ಸಹನವತು ಸಹನೋ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಹೈ ಇನ್ ದೇವರ್ 
I think that I am dealing with the parts, not realizing that in fact I am dealing with clay. That's the example. Similarly, whatever it is in the creation, as we have been seeing all these days, is Brahman, because Brahman is a material cause. This part is an effect, and therefore, in a sense, what it is, this clay, which is the material, we call it material cause, call it self, call it the reality of the part, call it the self of the part, call it the cause of the part, whatever you call it. Meaning that material cause is the self of the effect, material cause is the essence of the effect. Material cause is in fact nothing but effect as manifest. It is clear that manifest as part. Similarly, Brahman is the material cause of the universe. Sadeva Somya Idamagrasi Upanishad says that this universe before its creation was nothing but Sat, existence. And where Sat is there, automatically Chit is there, where Is is there. That part is. Presupposes that part is the object of awareness, otherwise you cannot call it is. You can't call an object is. Is there a part in my palm? Yes, Swami. Why? Because you you see it. It, it is an object of awareness. If I ask you, is there a part in my palm? You say no. Because part is not the object of your awareness. It does not shine in your awareness. If you say it is not, when the pot shines in your awareness, you say it is. So, bhati or shining, being object of awareness, and asti, have is, they are simultaneous, meaning that one cannot be without the other. Pot cannot possibly shine in your consciousness, cannot become object of knowledge if it is not there. And then the part is there, is determined only when it becomes the object of a consciousness. See this? Part is there, when will you say? Only when you know it, or you become aware of it. But when can you become aware of it? Only when it is there. You cannot become aware of the horns on my head, regardless of what you do. Why? Because they are not there, hopefully, not there. So the simple thing is to be and to shine, both of them always go together. One cannot be without the other. If one cannot be without the other, both are one only. So to be is the same as to shine. Asti means bhati. Sat means chit. And since sat and chit have no vishesha, no attributes at all, no boundaries, therefore they are boundless, means they are full, complete, means they are ananda. So asti is the same as bhari, is the same as ananda. Sat is the same as chit, same as ananda. Brahman. So that is the essence of everything. <coughs> Wherever you probe, as we say number of times, a name and form reduces to asti, bhati, priya. So just as 
In an example, when you are dealing with the past, in fact you are dealing with clay, whether you know it or not. If you do not know then, you lose advantage of knowing that it is clay, if there is an advantage. Similarly, the real material cause of this object is only a stream-hadivya. Clay is only for example, clay and pot. But in reality, for any object, the real material cause is asti bhati priyam. And therefore, when I am dealing with this pot or cloth or any object in the world, in reality, I am dealing with asti bhati priyam, head Brahman, which is the self. And that's a different thing. To think that this person is a beggar and relate to me that person is one thing. But while I think that I am dealing with the beggar, in fact he is the most famous actor. When I shake hand with the beggar, I think he is a beggar, only satisfaction I will shaking hand with beggar. With Amitabh Bachchan, some, you know, superstar. They have a different feeling. I shook hands with Amitabh Bachchan. So in as much as the reality of this person is that actor, which is my favorite actor, I love to be with him. I love to get selfie, whatever picture with him, you know. Which I get with the beggar, thinking this is the beggar that I have a picture. I don't have any satisfaction at all. I'm missing the fact that, in fact, it is with my most favorite actor. That if I had known, he would have given great satisfaction, joy, gratification. Is it not so? How knowing and not knowing makes a difference? All the difference. So imagine that, in fact, you are shaking hands with Brahman. Can you believe that? That alone the actor. If you like Krishna, all right, you are shaking hands with him. Brahman, for the practical purpose, is something that is most precious to you, most reverential to you. Let us just describe it that way. Oh, Swamiji, I like to power, I love Lord Shiva. Shiva. So that's why these names are given. Somebody knows Lord Shiva, somebody knows Krishna. All right. That is another name of Brahman. That's all there is. What is this Krishna? What is this Shiva? What is this, you know, the Devata, whatever you like, Christ, whatever you like, that's what it is. Can you imagine that the reality of this mundane world, which is full of strife and conflicts, which turns me off very often, the reality of that is the most beautiful, most lovable, most desirable, 
So why branding the world as useless as this, that and what not? I'm just, I don't know what I'm missing. So once we brand, then we fail to see anything beyond that. You see, once I brand this as a beggar, I fail to see anything beyond that. Once I brand this object as a pot, I fail to see beyond that is clay. Clay is not a particularly exciting thing in any way, but then this is, we are talking about something very exciting. By Brahman we mean the most exciting, that, that you can imagine. Oh, I would love that song. That's what Brahman is. So how if you are dealing with that, which is most lovable to you, most exciting to you, which is a source of great joy to you, how about that? Dealing with that, talking to that. See, we get so, we really get so impressed when we hear that Bhaktas are talking to Devata God, you know. To go to Maharashtra, they say, you know, no. He's talking to Vithova. So they very well know Bhaktas talk to them, gods. In every saint in the whole world, you find always their direct like, experience of Bhagavan, in their, you know, whatever they call Bhagavan. Who, that Narsim Mehta supposedly, you know, he was, he was a Brahmin and therefore he was a devotee of Lord Shiva. So he was driven out of the home because useless and that was Bhavi, meaning the wife of his elder brother, useless fellow, which he was. So he went to Shiva temple and then just, there is a, there is a Shiva temple in Saurashtra, then he went, and Lord Shiva was pleased with him. So what do you want? So I want what is most dear to you. So most dear to Lord Shiva is Lord Krishna. And pretty Rasalila of Lord Krishna. Lord Shiva loves to watch that. So this fellow is taken Rasalila. He had the privilege of watching. And what happened is that they needed somebody to hold the, the torch. So this Shiva said, hey, hold this torch. So he's Narasim as holding the torch. He's so absorbed in watching this Rasa Leela, you know, the dance of Lord Shiva. The fuel in that oil in the torch burnt out. The handle of the torch burnt out. His hand started burning. He doesn't know. He's so absorbed in that. The most thrilling that I became then the devotee of Lord Krishna. But anyway, the thing is that is that I want to see what is you know I want that is most dear to you. So can you can imagine the joy that this Narsi Mehta had in watching this Rasalila, the most coveted thing? That's one and that. That is Brahman. And we are in dealing with that alone. Anand is not someplace else. Purnam What is his Purnam? What is his Anand? Brahman is not an interesting word where you are Purnam. Anand. 
So what is anandam, what is his love, or whatever word you like, that's what it is. Not recognizing that. That everything is made of love if you like to put it that way. That's a material cause. Ananda is material cause. It is made of, so say the Upanishad, Ananda, Deva, Khalvimani, Bhutani, all the beings are born of Ananda. Sustained by Ananda. They must make into Ananda. So what is nothing but manifestation of Ananda? Wholeness, completeness. And where Ananda is, there is love, because then we love Ananda. We call the whole thing manifestation of Ananda, manifestation of love, manifestation of what is most committed to you, most desired by you. It's there, that's all there is. You don't need to go someplace. I shouldn't say it is there, it is, it is I, but anyway, there also is. What is there also is there, what is I also is Brahman. Brahman is alone interacting with Brahman. So that is the reality that Vedanta is revealing. Lord Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Brahmarpanam, Brahmahavi, Brahmarnav, Brahmanahutam, Brahmayavatenagantavyam, Brahmakarmasamadhina. Describing the vision of the wise person who is, let us say, performing a vyavahara, performing an act called this is Hua, you know, fire sacrifice. Suppose this is doing that. So in this fire ritual, you see there is fire in which you make offering of oblation. There is a ghee or clarified butter is that thing. So you take this with a wooden spoon. Offer, mantra and offer. So take ghee. Atar mantra, make an offering. Indraya swaha, Pajapade swaha, whatever it is. So, where I see a wooden spoon, a wooden ladle, and I see fire, and I see that material that is offered, and I see the one is offering, the result of this ultimately is going to swarga or something like that. So, the result is there. Offering is made to a devata, means Indra, Swaha, things offered to Indra. All these different entities are there in our perception. Lord Krishna says, when a wise person does it, what is his perception? Brahma Arpanam. What is for Arpanam? The wooden ladder. is nothing but Brahman. For whom? For the wise person. Brahma Havihi. That material is offered, which is ghee, which is rice, whatever is offered, sesame, Brahman, Brahmahavi. To what is offered is fire. What to me looks like fire? Brahman. No, Agni also is Brahman. Brahmanahutam. Who is offering? The individual is making an offering. Brahmanahutam. The offerer also is Brahman. Hutam, the whole act is Brahman. So what will be the result of this? Brahmayavati, even the outcome also is Brahman. Brahma karma samadhina, for the one whose mind is absorbed in the fact that what is this manifestation of Brahman, everything is Brahman. 
So dealing with Brahman, for who? For the wise person. Because that's what it is. It is Brahman upon which you superimpose the idea of a ladder, and superimpose the idea of uh, oblation upon Brahman. From Brahman, superimpose the idea of fire. All of these are nothing but things superimposed upon Brahman. Just as you say, this is banger and this is chain and this is earring. Upon one gold, we superimpose all these ideas and call them a different name and think that they are different from each other. Sarvopi vyavahastu. So to perform any action, you require certain minimum factors. To accomplish any action, we require a person who performs the action. It's called karta, you know. Karta means the subject, the agent of action. Karma, you will offer that ghee, that's called karma. This is all grammatical thing, you know. Grammatical karma. The second case, karanam you require ladder, you know, with which you offer. Karanam. Make offering to a devata is a fourth samprasari, you know, so that's the fourth case. From one place to the other, apadana, fifth case. Guru is done in the location, dhikaram, seventh case. Minimum thing that you need to accomplish an action. So all of these will describe Brahma-arpanam, that karma, you know, the arpanam is ladder, that karma is Brahma. Brahma-havi, the karma, what is offered also is Brahma. Brahma-agno, adhikaran also is Brahma. Brahma-hutam, the karta also is Brahma. Hutam, the karma also is Brahman. Gantavyam, karmahala also is Brahman. Meaning that all the factors that are involved in any kind of a dealing, any kind of a, they are all Brahman. Agnyanananda vijananti. Because ignorance, they do not know what they are dealing with. So not knowing is missing everything. And this fellow has a sack of some stones, this villager, a farmer. And the, the birds come, you know, in his field and there he takes one and throws them at the birds and drives them away. So the jeweler happened to pass by and say, hey, you know what this is? They're all, these are all raw diamonds. He didn't know. He thought it was... Uh, some store. Like, this is our uh, Akhanda Anima used to tell the story, you know. This poor man went once to a Mahatma, to a saint. Because saints travel, you know, they go to villages. That was the main thing. They were really the people who, who propagated dharma to the, the, the smallest person. And immunity access to them. So he goes there, I'm very poor, please help me, do something for me. And saint gave him a stone. Take it. He brought his eyes, what, what to do with it? He put it in his puja. You know, bath and then tea whatever. Chandram, dots. For six months, nothing happened. He says, you know, we are wasting time. This stone is no use. 
So ultimately he found the Arjuna use. Using is for grinding chutney. Some use is there. One year passed. See, in the monsoon months, these Mahatmas is settled down. Again, he was the passing or settling. So again, he said, went to me. Please help me. Did I see you last year, isn't it? He said, ah, you came to me, yes. I gave you something, isn't it? Yes. What is you gave me a stone? What is your meaning? I was grinding chutney with it. It was a parous money. It was a philosopher's stone. If it touches iron, it becomes gold. It's called a philosopher in Sanskrit. In English, philosopher's stone. <laughs> Meaning that it's a proverbial thing. He said that if that touches, the, if iron touches that, iron gets transformed into gold. That is what that saying they have given to this fellow. No fear what it is. Use for all grinding chutney. Agnyanana vijananti. Because ignorance, we do not know what we are dealing with, what we are missing. So, this is what the author says. Sarvopi vimaharastu brahmana kriyate. All the dealings are with Brahman and by Brahman and for Brahman. So, Brahmana means everything through Brahman also. Because Brahman is third case or first case also, every is Karmani Prayoga. So, Brahmana represents all vibhaktis, let us say. I just described you know, six vibhaktis Karata, Karma, Karana, Samprasar. What is it? Sap- huh? Sam- Sampradhanam, right? Apadhanam, Adhikaranam. So, this stands for all the vivaktis. By Brahman, through Brahman, with Brahman, for Brahman. All the leagues are by Brahman, with Brahman, through Brahman, for Brahman, to attain Brahman. That's the reality of our life. Agnana, Navijananti, for ignorance, people do not know. So, Jivan Mukta, the one liberated while living, it is not that liberation, moksha is there only when you are in Nirvikalpa Samadhi. So, earlier the description was, earlier, the author had quoted this passage from the Upanishad. Yasiva sarvam atmaiva bhut tat kenakam pashe kenakam jigre kenakam shumyat. When for the wise person, everything is atma in his vision or Brahman. Subject also is Brahman, object also is Brahman, instrument also is Brahman. So, Kena Kampashet, all three cases are there. Kena with what instrument? 
come with what object? Pashed Kriyavasi. Who will see what with what? In English it will be who will see what with what? Normally we see color with eyes. So color is the object. Eyes are the instrument. And I am the subject. It is minimum three things you require. Subject, object and instrument. So for the wise person, the Upanishad says, Yatravasya saram atma bhut. For the wise person, everything became the self. Then, who will see what with what? Meaning that, what formerly I thought was, so there is no duality that I left now. Of seer, seeing, seeing, all the duality disappears. All this is non-duality. So subject, an object, all of these have ultimately disappeared into what? One non-dual self. So therefore, for the wise person, there is no seer, no seeing, nothing. So that looks like the description of Nervikalpa Samadhi. It is true. In Samadhi, meaning where the subject, object, duality also is ultimately dissolved, then even the subject does not remain, just as in deep sleep. Deeply, even the eye, the subject also doesn't remain. All the duality of subject, object, and everything is there is in ignorance, but it's not there. That, that, that experience of deep sleep sort of becomes an illustration for what it is, you know, in the samadhi. So that description of who we see with what, when the subject, object, instrument, everything remains, all of them ultimately will dissolve to one self or one consciousness. Looks like Upanishad is describing the moksha liberation as nirvikalpa samadhi or when you do not have any instrument, any object, many after the death. So looks like the description of videhamukti When deha instrument is not there or in nirvikalpa samadhi. But what about our, so the question was, what when I am living my normal day-to-day life, can there be moksha liberation at that time or not? Because now I am seeing, I am the seer, you are the seeing, eyes are the instrument of seeing. So all of these are there, can there be moksha? Can moksha be there only when none of this is there? Or... Can moksha be there? Well, all of these are there. That's what jivan, what is jivan mukti? Liberation while you are living. Meaning liberation and all this is there. Can it be there? In reply to that, Jesus said, Saravyavastu Brahmana Kriyate Janai. He says, what do you think is subject? What do you think is object? What do you think is instrument? What do you think is action? All of this is Brahman? Therefore, this fact that everything is Brahman is not contradicted or not denied when you are dealing in your day-to-day life. Because the wise person knows what brands things, that's all. 
in which what it is, Brahman, so the wise and otherwise for everybody. Not that for otherwise an ignorant person is somebody else who is coming. And that this is to be gold because this fellow doesn't know, he's not a jeweler and so no, gold doesn't seem to be gold. Meaning that whether it is wise, otherwise what? What is Brahman? Only wise person recognizes like a jewel, recognizes a jeweler, recognizes that this is precious stone. He recognizes that this is Brahman. Then what? Itara, itaram pashyadin, one does not see the other. In Swami, why a person doesn't, when he sees, then he doesn't, even he's all Brahman. What is happening? What happens? One disappears. If he disappears, then he can't walk, he can't do anything. If food disappears, he can't eat also. He himself will disappear anyway. So then what? There's no... So, Vedanta says, that's not so. It is not that there is someone different from me. If I am branding that as object, I am branding this as subject, I am branding this as object, I am branding this as an instrument. So, karta, karma, karana, Sampradana, Aparana, Adhikarana, all of these is what? Are our branding. You understand? There is no such thing as subject or object or because subject also is Brahman, object also is Brahman, instrument also is Brahman. When Brahman is assuming all these different forms, those who recognize, recognize. One actor in all these different costumes. So, the difference between wise person and ignorant is, wise person no more brands, that's all. What is is Brahman for both. What is ignorance? Branding Brahman as object, as subject, as instrument, as this and that. That is called ignorance. What is knowledge? No more branding. So what is ignorance? Thinking this is only part. What is knowledge? Knowing that it is clear. So even when I think it is part, still I am only dealing with clay. Not that it ceases to be clay because I do not know it. Similarly, whenever we are dealing, it's only with Brahman. That's all there is. So Brahman does not cease to be Brahman for an ignorant person. But ignorant person, by his glory of ignorance, splits everything. Brand is object, different. Subject, different. Instrument, different. This is different. Thus, what ignorance makes me do is to cut it into pieces, splits everything, divides everything. Where divisions don't exist, but this is our glory. That in ignorance we do that, and then we fight. Brahman fighting with Brahman, can you believe that? Like the story of a dog that you heard. There's this king who was very fond of his dog, pet's dog. And usually the dog would accompany him wherever he goes, but then sometimes he leaves dog in the palace. 
king also is a very, uh, what shall I say, uh, you know, very fond of dressing and after all, very, uh, after all you are king and, and everybody is going to watch you. So it made a special room with all kinds of mirrors in there. So before he goes out, he is all dressed, he goes into the room and looks at himself. How he looks from all different angles because people will watch him. It was a routine. He had instructed his people to make sure the dog does not go into that room. So lock that dog. <clears throat> Once it just happened, that king like this left, he went to this hall and usually went, went out. And the door of that room was inadvertently left open. And dogs being what? They always want to, anything open they want to enter. This is a dog, you know. Dog went into that first time. The dog there. Dog here. Dog there. Started barking. Started barking back. Barking here. Barking there. A big battle. The king came back after some time. Doesn't find a dog anywhere. What a amazing! Turn up. So then his servants. Then they found all this door was open. They found this poor dog, one corner in a pool of blood. Because he was supposedly fighting with other dogs, he attacked. That fellow attacked. He attacked. And they were dealing with what? Dealing with his own self, not recognizing so. All conflicts are created because of ignorance, is it not so? So we fight all with Brahman. Brahman fights with Brahman. Brahman, of course, has friendship with Brahman. Brahman loves Brahman. Brahman hates Brahman. Brahman fights with Brahman. That's all it is. It is simply a matter of recognizing what is. That's where knowledge comes. Ignorance is something most, you know, devastating. Ignorance creates all the split, creates all divisions, and creates all conflicts, and all battles, and all the grief. Only ignorance. Because I would have no issue with you. You are a Muslim and a Hindu. That's enough, you know. Then you fight. But if I knew that you are also Brahman, I am also Brahman. If that was, then it doesn't matter in what dress you are and what name you have. Would there be any conflict when there is oneness? No. What ignorance does is, creates all these entities, splits and divides and cuts. One reality into many. And then they form alliances here. I should let that fellow and then all politics is going on. What else can you do? No solution other than recognizing that what is is one reality. Where alone all conflict can go. Nobody thinks to listen to you and I anyway. That's what this is the ultimate solution and the only solution. Regardless, this is we are not concerned. We are concerned about ourselves, but let us say, immediately when this, you can bring this knowledge into operation when you feel sad.
when you feel unhappy, when there is grief, when there is conflict. Sarvopi vyavarastu brahmana kriyate janahi. All the dealings are done by people with Brahman, through Brahman, by Brahman. Agriyanana vijananti is because of ignorance that they do not know. Is ignorance because of I think that he is my enemy, his adversary. He is not even friend, he is myself, much more than friend. We can at least remind ourselves of this verse. Still I don't see oneness, but at least I know that it is so. And that whatever grief has arisen, whatever has arisen in me, all strife, is because of ignorance, not knowing what it is. It will be very consoling. It may not, the grief may not go away, but at least the intensity, you know, will come down. We can manage it. By reminding ourselves, focusing attention on what the reality is. That's the theme everywhere. Lord Krishna says that, look, I am there. It's because of me alone that all the dealings are possible. Look at, I am the light in the sun and the moon and the fire which illumines the whole universe. So know that to be my light. Understand that I enter the earth and I am sustaining the whole universe by my, my power. As moon, I am only giving the nurture and narration and give taste to all the plants and vegetables. I'm the digestive fire in the stomach and I, I digest all kinds of food. I'm dwelling in your heart as your own self. Meaning that every moment, whatever you are doing is all because of me. Without him, nothing can be done. So this is the truth that the scriptures keep on bringing before us. So how do you say everything is Brahman? The next verse tells us 66. Tatrahetam sadrishtantamaha. What say Hedu? That everything is, all dealings are with Brahman. Why? So that is given here. Kārya kārnata nityam āste ghatamrado yatha tathaiva śruti yuktibhyam prapancha brahmano yaha yatha Ghatamrudho kāri kānata nityam āste. Ghatamrud, the pot and the clay. Ghatamrudho, which case is that? Huh? Seventh case. Wow! Can it be anything else? Ghatamrudho, which... Uh, huh? Do you imagine? Okay. Of which case? Can it be another one also? Ramasya, Ramayoho, Ramanam, Rame, Ramayoho, Rameshu. So Ramayoho is, is a dual for what? Both 
Sixth and seventh, is it not so? So it was six kg also. So ghata mudoho, of the ghata, the relationship between the two, of the pot and the clay, what's the relationship? Karya kāyata. Mud or clay is kāranam and ghata or pot is kārya. And only nityam, meaning that the relation between the clay and the pot is always that of cause and effect, material cause and effect, right? That being the case, it is the material cause alone that manifests as a fact. So even though we say the relation between clay and the part, really part is not an entity separate from clay, it is clay alone that manifests as the part, because clay is the material cause. Tathaiva, in a manner similar to that, so when you say that, it's said that when you are dealing with a part, in fact you are dealing with clay. Why? Because clay is the material cause of the part. And that is very clear to us. So part is something well known to us, that it is made of clay. Clay is the material cause, and therefore part is never apart from clay. Part is clay, therefore when you are dealing with part, in fact, you are dealing with clay. So, in dealing with the fact, you are, in fact, dealing with the material cause, right? So, this is what we learn from this part and clay. Ghata Madoha. Tathaiva, in a manner similar, Prapancha Brahmanorya. Prapancha means what? The universe. Brahma is Brahman. So, what is the cause and what is the effect? In Prapancha in Brahma, which one is the cause and which one is the effect? Brahman is, is the cause. Prapancha is effect. Okay? So then, what's the relationship between them? If Brahman is the cause and Prapancha is effect, the relationship between them is similar to that between clay and the pot. Is it not so? So just the reason why we say that when you are dealing with the pot, in fact you are dealing with clay, is because clay is the material cause of the part. Similarly, when you are dealing with prapancha or universe or the creation which is effect, you are dealing with, so whenever you deal with an effect, in fact you are dealing with the material cause. Understand? From the clay and pot example, this is what we learn. The pot stands for all effect, any effect. And clay stands for any material cause. So whenever in fact you deal with an effect such as a part, in effect you are dealing with clay which is the material cause. Now when you take the prapanja universe, then Shruti says, Sadeva Somvedamagrasis, Hesat is the material cause of the universe, of names and forms. So while dealing with a part, if in fact you are dealing with clay, similarly while dealing with prapanja or universe, what are we dealing with? It's material cause, is not so. If universe is in effect, then in fact we are dealing with this material cause. And what's the material cause? Brahman. Asti, Bhati, Priya. So that is why we say in the earlier verse, all dealings are only with Brahman because 
Brahman is the material cause of whatever is in the universe. How did we say, how did you arrive at this conclusion? Shruti Upanishad clearly says, from Brahman the world is there of Brahmana, from Nitovayamani Bhutani Jayante, from there which it comes and must sustain, goes back. So Shruti clearly describes Brahman as a material cause. A yukti. Again, another thing Shruti says, you know what? That by knowing one particle of clay, you in fact know all that is made of clay. Meaning that by knowing the material cause, in effect, you know all the effects. Because an effect is not separate from material cause. An effect is nothing but material cause. A body is nothing but clay. Therefore, when you know clay, you in effect know all the things that are made of clay. That's called yukti. What's the reason? Yukti or reasoning? By knowing the material cause, you in effect know all the, all the effects. So Brahman is material cause. Therefore, by knowing that, you know the whole universe. Therefore, universe is nothing but Brahman. Shruti and Yukti. That's why we say it in early years. All the dealings are done with Brahman. <coughs> These are the verses we can sit down and think about. The Shruti says, ah, this one is Brahman, wait a minute, you know. So take a difficult case. When, when you are by yourself, you can take it. Otherwise, in the day-to-day dealing, we are thrown off. Don't tell me this is Brahman, you know. Everything else I can accept, all right. So, but when you are meditating, you don't have to really deal with that, anybody. And then, therefore, you can be generous enough to really examine what it is. <coughs> Then you can give benefit of doubt to that fellow also. Yeah, he's also same flesh and blood and I also am flesh and blood. I mean similarities are at many levels. Brahman is the highest similarity. There is Mahava, you know, this is so, so many Samya. Sameness is there at many levels. That we are all human beings, there is one sameness. All living beings are made same five elements, is it not so? All human beings are same flesh and blood. I mean samples are not different. If you take blood sample from this enemy and from me, won't be different. All Purusha and Prakriti also is a combination of Purusha and Prakriti, the self and non so am I. Prakriti is never apart from Purusha, all he is Purusha. So this is of so many levels of sameness, is there? Not in one. At least we can see some very obvious level of sameness. So when you with children, you know, you take a th- stone and throw a dog, it's okay. Why do you do that? It also is life, you know. That's what mother would point out, that you have also life. So, similarity between myself and dog. What similarity? He's also a living being. I'm also a living being. It also wants to live. Also want to live. So that, when we do that, all this, all the conflicts created by only emphasizing this similarity, they get resolved when we shift our attention to what is common. Nirdosham is samam Brahman. Brahman is the most common. But start with five elements, start with this, and then you see many things that are in common at many levels. <coughs> so then the kāya ananyatvam, that effect is not separate from cause, 
Cause is separate from effect. But effect is not separate from cause. This is the Vedantic equation. Understand? B is equal to A, but A is not equal to B. <coughs> the beggar is not separate from actor. Actor is separate from beggar. Beggar is not separate from actor. Clay is separate from pot. Pot is not separate from clay. It's called ananyata. Not aveda. Aveda means identity. So effect and cause don't have identity. Non-separatedness. You follow? So we don't say the effect is identical to cause. We say effect is non-separate from cause. You know? Aveda is identity. Jiva and Brahma are identical. Meaning Jiva is Brahman, Brahman is both ways the equation applies. But pot and clay are not identical. They are non-separate. So two words are there. Abhinnatvam, ananyatvam. Abhinnatvam, identity. No bheda at all. Ananyatvam, not separateness. So effect is not separate from the material form. meaning that the universe is not separate from Brahman. Universe is not identical to Brahman, not separate from Brahman. What is not separate from clay? So, ananyatvam. What is ananyatvam? Non-separatedness of the effect from the cause. So, that is the reason why in as much as part which is effect is not separate from clay which is the cause, then when we are dealing with part, we are dealing with clay. So this kind of non-separatedness between effect and cause is explained by many examples. So says the next verse. Krishyamani ghate yadvata Vrittika bhati vai balat Vikshamani prapanchepe Brahmaiva bhati bhasuram. Krushimane ghate yadva. When you perceive a part, you know, when you see a part, here grahana means perception. Grahana means taking or grahana means perception. Krushimane ghate. When you perceive the part, when you see the part, Mṛttika bhāti vaibhālāt Whether you like it or not, the clay forcefully shines or manifests itself. You know? So per force, when you perceive the pot, per force the clay shines there. Why? Because pot is not separate from clay. Pot cannot shine unless clay shines. Pot cannot exist unless the clay exists. So asti, pot is. Bhati, pot shines. Because of what? The isness of the pot comes from who? From what? The isness of the pot comes from clay. Also, the shining of the pot, being object of knowledge is called shining. That part is object, becomes the object of knowledge. 
or pot has the ability to become the object of my knowledge. Is because of what? Okay. Is it not so? So when I am perceiving the pot, what am I really perceiving? Okay. Jushyamane ghateyadvat mṛttika bhāti vai balat. When a pot is perceived, balat per force, it is a clay that shines. When the pot shines in my perception, it is in fact the clay that also shines. I think that I am perceiving the pot. What am I really perceiving? Is it not so? I say pot is, but what is really is? Clay. I think the pot shines, but what does really shine? Clay. Meaning that whenever you perceive an effect such as pot, what you are really perceiving is clay, the cause such as the clay. Is it not so? Grikshimane ghade yadvat. So when ghata is perceived, in fact the clay that is perceived, the clay in fact shines, whether you like it or not, you may not recognize it as a different thing. If I am too preoccupied with the path, too attached to the path, it's quite likely that I miss, may miss the fact that this is clay. That is not unusual. Whether I miss or not is a different thing. But whenever I perceive the part, it is per force clay, in fact, bhati shines. Similarly, when I perceive the prapancha, the universe, when I see the universe, when I interact with the universe, brahmaiva avadi bhasuram, it is Brahman alone that shines, because Brahman is material cause. So, the example is clay and part the effect and the material cause. So what applies to clay and pot applies to every case of material cause and effect. Is it not so? So prapancha is the nucleation is the effects. What is material cause? Brahman, asti, bhadi, priya. So what shines? The universe shines. When can it shine? What shines? When can it shine? Only when the clay shines. What can exist? Only when clay can exist. So what this universe is in front of me, because of what? What gives it isness? So the universe shines before me, becomes object of my awareness, because of what? Brahmaiva avadi bhasuram. And perhaps the pot may not even shine. Clay may not even shine, but Brahman is self effulgent, cannot but shine. This pot and clay are examples all right. But Brahman is what? Not only material cause, but it is self-revealing, self-shining and there, whether you like it or not, always shines. But so when I close my eyes, when I close my eyes and does Brahman shine? Suppose I plug all my sense organs, you know, and totally or I'm sleeping, let us say. Meaning I shut myself off completely from the universe. Then Universe does not shine, so Brahma doesn't shine, isn't it? Universe does not shine. When I completely shut myself off, as I do in sleep, all the years, all the doors are closed for perception, 
Mind also is not there. No perception, no universe. So universe doesn't shine. So Brahman also doesn't shine, isn't it? Brahman shines? Where? It shines. Keep shining there. Where does it shine? As my own self. Yeah. Pasuram. Paramana nirpekshata e vasana shilam. That clay shines because my eyes illumine the clay. Therefore the clay shines. But Brahman doesn't require me to illumine that. I am illumined. So it, therefore it shines whether I illumine or not. So these examples are limited because they shine because I illumine them. But Brahman shines. Even if I shut myself off, still it shines as my very self. Therefore, when I think, when I say world is, in fact, isness goes where? To Brahman. See, in the rope snake example, we told you earlier, I said, this is a snake. So then this is applies to what? This is, thisness is where? In the rope. Isness is where? In the rope. That thisness and isness of the rope are linked to the snake. Therefore, I am able to say this is snake. Is it not so? Does snake have an isness of its own? If it has, then it will not go. If snake has isness of its own, then even if it throw torch light, it won't go. Why does it go? Because it doesn't have its own isness. And what is isness remains, namely rope. The snake doesn't have any thisness. So it disappears. Thisness of the rope remains. So it says, this is snake. Then this is belongs to what? The rope. So I think that I am looking at the snake and snake is, what is really shining is the rope. <coughs> Similarly, what shines is Brahman. <coughs> so other examples are also given. No, no, Brahmani Vasamane Pramanchana Vasate Ityashankya. But then you know, what happens is for a wise person, suppose you are in samadhi, you know, or wise person, to wise person everything is Brahman. So is it not that for the wise person there is no prapancha at all? Because he sees only Brahman. Brahmani Vasamane Prapanchana Vasate. You said the Brahman so always shines. So Brahman shines but Prapancha may not shine. So how do you say that both of them are shining? So the example is given how both of them are shining. Says here, next verse. Sadevatma Vishuddhaste Shashuddho Bhati Vai Sada Sadeva Atma Vishuddha Asti. Atma of the self is always Vishuddha. Never pure, never impure. To whom? To the one who sees Atman. For the wise person who recognizes Atman, who recognizes Brahman, who recognizes the consciousness as the only reality, 
to him what shines is only Brahman as a subject, object, whatever it is, all Brahman. Not that Brahman is, for wise person, Brahman is not become object, has not become the world. Brahman shines as well. To me, Brahman, so there is a world, a real world. For the wise person, what is Brahman? Meaning that the worldliness does not affect Brahman, meaning that impurity does not affect Brahman because just as the poisonous snake does not affect the rope, or just as the wetness of the water does not affect the desert, so also all the plurality, etc. of the universe does not affect Brahman. So sada, sadaivatma vishuddhasti. As far as the wise person is concerned, the Atma is always pure. Agnana, tatkaya, prapancha, malarahi tattvat. What is impurity? The universe is impurity. Because product of ignorance. So ignorance is the greatest impurity. You follow? In Vedanta, greatest impurity is ignorance. And therefore, what is caused by ignorance? So ignorance and the universe, which is the effect of ignorance, is all impure. You know, in what sense? Because there is duality, there is division, and that's why there is strife. Then in that sense, it is impure. So the wise person doesn't see Prapancha. What is he? Is Brahman? Even if he sees, his eyes see Prapancha, all right. So when you go to watch a movie, your eyes see a beggar. But what does the mind see? Amitabh Bachchan. Is it not so? When the annual uh, cultural program is taking place in Gurukulam, my, my son, all parents are there, you know. That's one time when everybody is there because they want to watch their children. So everybody thinks there is Duryodhana there, but what do I see? My son. So Duryodhana is impure, but this one is a Duryodhana, impure. Has my son become impure? No. Impurity is only in the dress, only in the costume. So I only see myself ever pure. But the other people say an impure, useless, you know, and, and whatever you want to call it, you see, Duryodhana. They come, sir. Or very cruel people. So when people see cruelty, where do I see? Innocence. So innocence and cruelty are seen simultaneously by what? The enlightened and unenlightened by the wise and the otherwise. So both of them are seen but by different people. So as far as wise person is concerned, all it is is Puratvam, all it is is fullness, all it is is Brahman, all it is ever pure, that's all he sees. Because as far as he is concerned, even if universe is perceived, he knows that the universe is no it's only superimposition, which does not affect the substratum. Just as the superimposition of the water, mirage water, does not in any way wet one grain of sand. Just as superimposition of the snake does not make the rope poisonous. So guna and or also the superimposition of silver doesn't make that shell precious. Meaning guna and dosha the virtues and vice of the superimposition do not touch the substratum. They were the same. So wise person, they were pure. 
agnyanastu but for the ignorant person sadaiva ashuddha all the, for ignorant person what is ashu impure meaning all duality all separated i mean you know all duality all divisions when we see the world it is very clear. what i am seeing is different from me and what is you know i am different from them is very clear that is called impurity but impurity don't mean all this impurity. That's all. But basic impurity is what? Then exclude you and you exclude me. That's where all the conflict is, where all the fear is. That is where the, all problems are. That's impurity. So ignorant person by superimposing, giving reality to name and form, is only impurity. Yes, I Just say Raju is also twofold. Raju means rope. It's twofold. For the wise person, it is always a rope. For the ignorant person, it is always a snake. Rope snake example, the one who thinks it projects a snake, for that is always a snake. For the one who knows what it is, always a rope. So, yatha rajyuhu gnyanya sarva bhavataya nirvishetya abhayankari where this ignorant person is fearful, he is afraid, he is scared. Because this is a snake there. Swamini is six feet long snake and look at this, you know, his fangs and look at that. So same object means what? Bhayankara means what? Causing tremendous fear. To the one who knows what it is, Abhayankara. No, no fear at all. How? The perception changes everything. How just the false perception causes all the fear. How the true perception releases all, removes all the fear. How the false perception causes all division and, and, and strife and conflict. How the true perception sees nothing, no reason for it. Agnyanyastu sarvarubhudaya vipaitatvena bhankaredi. Same object is innocent for one. And cause of fear for the other. Same thing. Because of the two perceptions. Knowledge and ignorance. Brahma yadyabhi svayam prakasma sadabhati eva. Even the Brahman being self-shining always shines. Tathabhi. But still it is not enough. It is not enough that Brahman shines. Not enough that Brahman is myself. If there is no one as such, not enough that the clay shines as a part. I should recognize it as clay. It is not enough that this is a philosopher's stone or a parasman, you know, a jewel. That this is a, this is a diamond. It is not enough. I should know it as a diamond. And this is a piece of glass for me. One doesn't recognize just a piece of glass means nothing, useless. So this thing always shines as diamond. It's not enough that it is diamond. It's necessary that I should know it as diamond. It's not enough that it's all Brahman shining all the time as the universe as myself. It should become what? Become the object. We discussed this. It must become object of knowledge. It's not enough that this fellow is man. He should know that he's tantrum. Being ten minutes is not enough, he keeps, you know, poor fellow is suffering. 
because he has lost his friend. It's not enough that he stands well. He should know that he stands well. Not enough that he has glasses. He should know that he has glasses. Not en- it is not enough that I am Brahman. I should know that I am Brahman. Not enough that this propensity is Brahman. We should know that. That's the difference between the ignorant and the wise. How can the same thing sign signs differently to these two persons? Is Brahman Swami, why should it sign uh, as differently to other person? Brahman is Brahman, so everybody should know Brahman is self-shining. It's not enough that it's self-shining. If you shine in my mind as a knowledge, it's called Vritti Jnana, it should become the object of my knowledge. I am Brahman. Vritya Chaitanyam. It's called Vritti Jnana, meaning that Brahman should become the object of knowledge. This fellow should know I am. So, tenth man became the object of knowledge. Say, you are the tenth man. Oh, I'm tenth man. What happened? Tenth man became the object of knowledge. Tenth man was always there. In his mind now he sees tenth man. It's called Vritti Jnana, knowledge in the form of the, the enlightened thought. So also what is important is that Brahman should become the object of knowledge. Then only you recognize his being is not enough. It's not enough that this is my, my favorite actor. It's not enough. I should recognize him. Not enough that this is a precious jewel. I should recognize it. Not enough that this is all Brahman. I should recognize it. Not that recognition is called knowledge, you see. Not enough that I am Brahman. I should recognize myself as Brahman. I should see myself as Brahman. <coughs> so then only Brahman becomes useful, other Brahman is useless. He's of no use to me. This thing is very precious, very, very, very precious stone. It's of no use to me when I do not recognize it as such. So Brahman is my very self. Comes to no use. When does it become useful? When I recognize it. So Purushartha Upayogi, the Brahman becomes Upayogi. He becomes the goal, becomes in fact. By, becomes the goal. It is goal of my life. Only when it is recognized that it fulfills etat buddha buddhiman syat krita krutyasya bhagada he bhai arjuna knowing this one becomes intelligent in the real sense krita krutya gains total fulfillment. In spite of my being Brahman I remain the most unfulfilled person. So fulfillment comes not by being Brahman by knowing that I am Brahman. <coughs> Surya, Surya Deepadheva, Chakshashmat, Andayohoyatindik, meaning that there is a sighted person and there is a blind person. Sun is there. It's not enough that sun is there. You should see it. Just as a blind person is deprived of sun in spite of being there, the sighted person sees it. So is there. Son of Brahman is there. Ignan is there, whereas blind person doesn't see it. In spite of me. So just because it's there doesn't mean you can should see you, you should be able to see. You should have the instrument of seeing, you follow? It's not enough that sun is and shining. Even though sun is and shines, still it doesn't necessarily become the object of your knowledge unless you have the eyes. So for a sighted person, sun is very evident. So the one who doesn't have the sight, 
Ezgur is not there. He has no benefit of sun. Vimudaha, nāna pashyandi, pashyandi, jnāna cakshushaya. Lord Krishna says, he is the very self. Utkrānandam, sthitam vābhi, bhunjānam vā, gunānvitam. The self, utkrānandam, we are departing. Sthitam vābhi, while it is here. Bhunjānam, all enjoyments, all experiences having. Gunānvitam. Through all the guna, the instruments, that Brahman alone or self alone is doing this. Vimudaha nanupashyanti. He's never far away from my very self. Vimudaha nanupashyanti. The ignorant do not see it as such. Pashyanti jnana chakshushaya. Those who have the eyes of eye of knowledge, they see. So therefore the example is a sighted person and a blind person. An ignorant doesn't, is blind as far as he doesn't have the eyes of knowledge. In that sense, ignorant person is blind. And a wise person is sighted person. As much as jnana chakshu, he has the eyes of knowledge. Makes all the difference. Sun shining is of no use unless you see it. Brahman being shining is myself is no use unless I see it as such. <coughs> Therefore, these two avastas, the, the, the state of knowledge, the state of ignorance, how it makes all the difference, that's what the author has shown here. Okay. <clears throat> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau Punah Punah Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om